one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, welcome to your Hollywood crime scene mini episode. Hello. Hi Desi. Welcome. Well, we have a lot to get to. Oh. There are a lot of stories, starting with our top story this week. The Titanic submarine. Ugh. Stress. Debris was found today. They found the debris. So yes. this has been a story that has like kept the public riveted since Sunday when it was reported that they had lost contact with the sub. Yeah, and I didn't really hear about it initially, maybe until Monday. It's crazy, yeah. the story. I've been I've been like really paying attention to it. There's a lot. I have like five different news articles open about it. I didn't like write any report about it because I'm like burnt out from my tombstone reporting, but I'm gonna try and explain this. Okay. As best as I can for people who don't know what the Titanic submarine thing is. Yeah. So there's this company called Ocean Gate and they built their own submersible that is like made out of aluminum or something. And on Sunday it went down for it went down to do a voyage to like see the Titanic with passengers who paid $250,000 each. There were five passengers total. Inside this submarine. And that's including crew, right? Well, it was including the CEO, but then there was like a French explorer and then it was like some billionaires. Including the CEO of the company? Yes. Okay. Including what's Stockton Rush, that's his name. And this particular submissive... Submersible. Submersible, not submissive. (laughs) This particular submersible had made like just four trips down to the Titanic wreck before. Mm -hmm. But information came out that there had been like a complaints made by someone who used to work at the company back in 2018 who was like, this sub is not equipped to like travel down here. And like this, there's like issues with the integrity of this sub. Right. And he got fired. Mm. He got fired, and then he got sued also. Um, so they were, after the dive down to the Titanic site, it's 13,000 feet, mm. about 13,000 feet down, which is very, very deep. Um, the pressure down there from the water is, like, so extreme. Yeah. It's really heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, really extreme. And it this is a two and a half hour journey or a two hour journey, two hour journey to get down there. And then you stay for a bit. Yeah. And is it two hours up or longer? I have no idea. Uh-huh. But the sub was traveling with weights, like it's weighted down, and then to get up the weights are released. I see. By the way, it was also reported that this sub was being controlled by a PlayStation 
joystick. Mm. Like a pl- Did you see that? Yeah, I did. But I wasn't sure what that meant. Because <laughs> it seems weird. <laughs> yeah, this... <sighs> Is there like a ship above where they drop it? Or do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah they're, it's like, they're like on a boat. Um, so these guys went down on Sunday and then an hour and 45 minutes into their journey down to the wreck, they lost communication with the ship above. Okay. Like, um, and a lot of people the past few days, like have been speculating that these guys on these five passengers have been, uh, down there stuck at the site of the wreck, unable to communicate and unable to get back up because of some kind of malfunction in the pitch black with limited oxygen, 96 hours of oxygen is how much this little sub was afforded. And the clock was ticking. Like there were some new sites, like they would even have a countdown clock of the oxygen, which is like really grim. I know. I saw something this morning, early this morning, where it was like five and a half hours left or something it's, like that. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. This is sick. Like, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I was watching this clip from the CEO today because this clip was released of him, obviously, before he went down right. in his sub. And he was like, I like to break the rules. Like, we're not doing everything. Like, this sub is not, you know, like all the other subs. He's basically, like, bragging about yeah. how he doesn't follow regulations. I know. I, I saw that a few days ago. And I was like, I would not go on this guy's sub. I wouldn't go on this guy's bicycle. No. <laughs> the way he was talking. I was like, that's an unbelievably bad look um, when you're pay- when you're using it to earn money like by paying customers like it's like fine for you if you want to do it I guess and die yeah. but like you're trying to rent this out for excursions and you're going to go public saying shit like this I mean it's right. crazy this is from USA Today talking about how the submersible pushed limits of safety it says Referring to Stockton Rush, even as he declared the Titan, that's the name of the vessel, submersible, pretty much invulnerable, OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush made it clear he wasn't against taking risks or breaking the rules. Honestly, if I'm going to the bottom of the ocean, I don't want you to break any rules. I want you to do all the rules. You can break rules with like wearing white after Labor Day. Yeah. (laughs) Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, like don't break a rule when we're going to the Titanic wreck. Also, like, why would you fuck with the voodoo, whatever, like, (laughs) wooju of the Titanic (laughs) and like name your submersible the Titan after it? Flaunt like it's sort of like whatever. Because didn't the Titanic people kind of flaunt that it was unsinkable and all of this? Like, well, yeah. And obviously, the greatest irony of all is as we discussed on our Titanic, our four part series on Titanic, that they uh, got rid of half the lifeboats. Yeah, before she set sail because it was aesthetically unpleasing, and look what happened to them. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, I would not fuck with that personally. No, it continues. His company's expeditions to the Titanic wreckage site catered to thrill seekers and wealthy ones at that, with a voyage costing two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Lawsuits 
experts' warnings and a reporter's first-person account are now shedding light on the extreme danger of a trip nearly two and a half miles in depth to the bottom of the ocean aboard the experimental Titan, where five people, including Rush, hope to get rescued before possibly running out of oxygen Thursday morning. Obviously, this is an older article. Yeah. I just wanted to um, tell you about this guy, David Lockridge. He was Ocean Gate's director of marine operations. He wrote an engineering report in 2018 that said the craft under development needed more testing and passengers might be endangered when it reached, quote, extreme depths, according to a lawsuit filed that year in U.S. District Court in Seattle. So OceanGate sent, like, uh, sued this guy for writing a report that this machine, that this vessel wasn't right, like wasn't good for telling the truth. Yeah, OceanGate sued Lockridge that year, accusing him of breaching a non-disclosure agreement, and he filed a counterclaim alleging he was wrongfully fired for raising concerns about testing and safety. The case was settled on undisclosed terms several months after it was filed. Lockridge's concerns primarily focused on the company's decision to rely on sensitive acoustic monitoring, cracking or popping sounds made by the hull under pressure to detect flaws rather than a scan of the hull. Lockridge said that the company told him no equipment existed that could perform such a test on the five-inch thick carbon fiber hull. Mm. And then a couple days, either on Tuesday or Wednesday, um, the Coast Guard heard these underwater noises that were, right. that were described as banging in 30-minute intervals. So they thought, oh, this is signs of life. They're down there. They're banging on this vessel, the walls of it. You could hear that? <laughs> they have like sonar. I guess, yeah. Um, I don't know the science behind all of that. But, but that, now I saw people were like, well, what was the banging? Well, I, I said the other night that we woke up a, sea, a deep sea monster. Yeah. Like I've seen a lot of horror movies. And like you said, why are you uh, disturbing the ghosts of the Titanic? Yeah, and they are speculating that this implosion that happened, right, mm-hmm. happened very soon after they entered. Right. Like so, it was it was it wasn't today. It was like whatever. So yeah, today the breaking news was that they found debris that obviously meant that <laughs> there were no survivors because the 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 sub breaks up in that you you can't survive that. There's no survivors. And also in saying that there was an implosion from the pressure and it most likely happened. They don't have a timeline yet, right? But sort of like people, at least in what I was reading, that it had occurred at that one hour and forty-five minute mark that right. they lost communication, which seems likely. And an implosion death is like instantaneous, and they probably had no idea it was about to come. Yeah, because the thing that everyone was hanging on to, like the biggest thing everyone was hanging on to this week, is like just the absolute horror of being down there in pitch black with Running no escape. Oh, also no escape. Not that you'd want to open any doors, but it's bolted from the outside. <laughs> so even if they floated up to the surface and they were stuck in there, yeah. they wouldn't be able to open a door for mm. for oxygen. I'm, I'm going to faint. Then, <laughs> this is my nightmare. This CEO is so dumb. Yeah, I mean, why? I just don't get people who scoff at safety 
stuff, especially on something like this. Like I get maybe people laugh at warnings on curling irons, (laughs) like whatever, but it's like, this is like where you want every fucking test done. And it's like, even under the best of circumstances, this shit can still happen, but it's like, you at least want to know they fucking tried. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. No, this guy definitely was um, like th- this vessels, this sub, sub, what's it called? Submersible? What is it not, not a sub technically? A submarine? No, it's not so a it's sub- like a submersible. It's called a submersible because it's not a sub, it's different than a submarine. And I, did you see that video that was like a graphic of just how deep the Titanic is? Yeah. And I fainted like midway. Yeah. It's crazy. The one that scrolls down? Yeah. That was like, wow. Yeah. Why is it so deep? The ocean is fucked up. (laughs) Like, it is too fucking deep. It's, and that's not even the deepest point. That's like, have you seen like a graphic of the Mariana Trench? Yes, I can't. I'm sick. I can't even think about it. Do you know James Cameron went down there? What's his deal? He loves the ocean, but here's the difference. I think James Cameron has a reverence for the danger and the mystery of it that this CEO didn't have. No, this CEO is like seeing all of this stuff. It's like, of course, something bad's going to happen to this guy. He has zero respect yeah. for what he's doing, and he acts like a fucking idiot. Like, yeah, as far as that stuff goes. And like, I don't care about speaking ill of the dead. This guy, well, not him. No, this guy. Um, was a fucking idiot. He's because he. It's like one thing to put your life in danger, like I said, but he took these people on. One of them is a nineteen-year-old boy, or you know, kid, teen, or whatever. Yeah, nineteen-year-old uh, who probably, like you said, didn't even want to go. It was reported that this teenager <laughs> did not want to go, and that he only went because it was Father's Day, and his dad was obsessed with the Titanic. So him and his dad went. Go watch a fucking video. Watch There's, the Titanic together. Watch Titanic. Rent a theater. Rent a, <laughs> yeah, rent a theater. Also, like, I understand that I get, like, billionaires are bored and, like, have so much fuck you money and it's disgusting and they shouldn't have that much money and so they're like, oh, I want to do something no one else can do and, like, go see the Titanic. But it's like, honestly... They had this, like, shitty little viewport window that, by the way, that window was also, like, it was debatable that that would have been able to withstand all the pressure at 13,000 feet. If you just see the layout, and I'm using that word very loosely, mm-hmm. they're basically <laughs> just sitting in a fucking ball it's going down tube. to the ocean. It's shaped like a baby banana. And it's like no space. There's no space. There's no space. There's no accommodations. No one brought food. Like, it just looks like a shitty time. I couldn't do that for five fucking seconds. Like, I could not be in there. I I can't believe. That's just such an... What an awful way to spend the last hour of your life. Terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. Um, We will keep you updated on this story if there's any, like, exciting revelations or interesting revelations about, like, the timeline of... Yeah. Like the accurate timeline of when, what happened. Well, this is like the type of story that truly 
it ignites my absolute most ghoulish side. Like I wanted to read everything about how long, what would it be like to Mm. have that happen? Like what happens to your body in that situation where you're running out of oxygen? Like, like it just triggers that in me where I'm like, cause I need to like, know, like, what is it like? Like, what is this? Like, what would happen? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like the what, like things like water pressure also always sort of fascinates me. Cause it's like, what is happening in that situation? Like, what does it feel like? You know what I mean? It's so horrific. It's, it's so like, horrific. Um, yeah, you couldn't pay me to go down in one of those. No way. Oh my god, never. I'm. I don't even want to go scuba diving. No, I'm too afraid of the bends. Yeah, I'm literally me too. too afraid. <laughs> like I'd ever go deep enough to have that happen. No, when I learned about the bends when I was a kid, I was like, I'm never going to go no, scuba diving. I, I was like, I wouldn't do it right. I know myself. I'd rush through the process because <laughs> I'd want to get out so bad. I would go up too fast. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, I just have too much of like a horror movie poisoned brain where... Obviously, I I think there's a deep sea monster down there, but also just like even like if I ju- I was just imagining this like playing out like a horror movie where they're all stuck down there and someone's killing someone to save the oxygen. I'm like, this is a nightmare, right? And all they have is that one little window, yeah, and a glow see. stick for light. Oh my! They God. brought a glow stick down there because it's pitch black. That's what's kind of wild because it's like you're a fucking billionaire and you don't have like a higher class, you know, accommodations down there. <laughs> like I would, this seems like what someone put together for like people who weren't billionaires. Like you can do it too. Yeah. This cheap little submersible. Cause like no, what did James Cameron do? James Cameron has like a really high tech machine, I guess that's like been tested for safety. Yeah. That's what I would think a billionaire would want. Right. Yeah. Like the one that's been tested and used by James Cameron. I am curious. I am curious to know like why why this company yeah no i'm sure there's going to be a lot coming out there's going to be a huge investigation no and we will keep you posted because i because i am riveted riveted by this as is at least everyone i know has been talking about this story yeah and i'm curious how how the interest will hold yeah post story now we do have some other news stories that are exciting that happened this week starting with This is from Yahoo News. Tampa woman left her mansion and an inheritance to seven cats. (gasps) Do you want to see the cats? Yes. Okay. So there are seven Persian cats. I knew they would be Persian. Yeah. That's a rich lady. Persian cats always get inheritances. They always do. (laughs) They always get an inheritance. Um, Look at this one. Ooh. He's a floofer. Yeah. they're, They're floofy. After her son died, Nancy Sauer's two great loves became shopping and her cats. <laughs> shopping was her problem, friend Yana Alb- Albon said with a laugh. She couldn't buy just one. She'd buy 20 or 30 of something she liked. That was on display Friday during an estate sale at the Occident Street home of Sauer, who died November 26th at 84. I would have killed to go to this estate sale. Oh, my God. Because you just know this rich cat lady had some mm. incredible objects in her house. Totally. Like, I, I get chills some thinking about paintings. it. Some cat paintings. Ugh. There were more than 50 Dale 
Tiffany floor and table lamps, around 5,000 pieces of jewelry, and over 200 Austin Productions statues and figurines, according to the estate sale listing. Austin Productions? I don't know what that is. (laughs) The estate sale was scheduled to run through Sunday or until everything in the house was gone. On Friday morning, people lined up two hours before the sale began, according to neighbors with cars parked as far as a mile away. Oh my God. But what about her seven Persian cats? Word around the neighborhood was that Sowers' will stipulated that her cats must remain in the home and that they receive an inheritance. The deal is that the house was not to be sold until the last cat passed. I like to think of the last one living alone in the mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's true, said Sherry Silk, executive director of the Humane Society of Tampa Bay. And for nearly six months, the cats remained in the 4,000-square-foot South Tampa home that the Hillsborough County Property Appraiser website says has a market value of $2.5 million. Someone stopped by a few times a day to check on them, but a Hillsborough County probate judge decided that it was best if the cats found new homes. Uh... Cats shouldn't be left by themselves in a big house. I'm going to personally make sure that we can keep as many together as we can and that they go to a perfect house. So this Humane Society director is making sure these cats are taken care of. Yes. Each cat comes with an inheritance too. The exact amount is still being worked out by an attorney. But it will be, quote, substantial enough to cover the cat's food, medical, and grooming bills forever. They're young. They're only five years old. Mm. I'll take them all. I know. They're so cute. This lady sounds like... I couldn't find any pictures of her, which is unfortunate. You kind of can picture her, though. I can kind of picture her. It (laughs) says her best friend said she was unique. She'd buy cases of lipstick, cases of fingernail polish, and paint her nails black and wear all kinds of jewelry and walk around the neighborhood in the evening. Her (laughs) license plate featured a Playboy bunny, which left some neighbors wondering if Sour once posed for the magazine. Another neighbor, Leslie, said she was beautiful and fashionable, especially when she was younger. Yeah, she was just living alone with her cats at the end because her husband had died and her son had died. I wish she had hired a caretaker to stay in the house with the cats. Yeah, like someone to live there. Yeah, and like be with the cats all the time. I'm sure that there would be a lot of people who would want to live in a mansion for free in Tampa and, and if take she care had, of cats. And if she had hired them and vetted them before she died, right. right? It could be a trustworthy person. Right. Anyway, the cats are very cute. Our next story, it's also an animal story about a bear. <gasps> this is from ABC7. Bear hangs from second floor window, climbs into home, and then eats family's pork chops. This is scary. Look at this bear hanging off the side of this house. That's exactly what I pictured it looked like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. I mean. It's like terrifying. Uh, The family was not home when this happened, but I guess a neighbor was like filming it. Like, well, I'm glad that's not my house. Did they leave pork chops on the counter or he went in the fridge? (laughs) (laughs) It, It says, this is from Colorado. A bear was caught on video dangling from a second story window of a Colorado home before climbing inside and helping itself to some of the family's snacks. Video showed the animal dangling from the window as if it were a scene from a cartoon. Eventually, the bear was able to pull itself inside the house. 
The bear apparently left the house by exiting through another window on the ground level. He's like, fuck that top level. <laughs> yeah, he like went down the stairs. But in one interview, the homeowner said the bear helped itself out to some pork chops and snacks before it left. Dude, this bear, I love this bear. He's hungry. Why? <laughs> There's just something funny about him going to the second story window yeah. when there was clearly a bottom window open. Yeah, he must have felt like an idiot. I just picture him like walking down the stairs with that big old body. Because yeah. you know how they're, they're so big? Right. They're huge. They're so big. And when they're like on all fours, especially, they look like this honking beast. This story is from UPI. Ohio woman refuses to remove 9.5 foot were- werewolf from her yard. Oh. I'm on this woman's side. I am too. An, o- an Ohio woman said she has no plans to remove a nearly 10 foot tall werewolf statue from her yard, despite a warning from the city. Mary Simmons of Dayton said she bought the nine and a half foot werewolf as a Halloween decoration last October and soon decided to leave it up all year. He's kind of become my house mascot, Simmons told WKEF TV. I kind of look at it as a security thing. Who wants to break into a house with a 9.5 foot werewolf (laughs) sitting outside of it? I know I wouldn't. (laughs) I like that she's like, I have no plans to remove it. No plans. Good for her. Yeah. Also, it says Simmons has been dressing the wolf in various costumes to represent seasons and holidays. Um, some you know, someone we know has a that ten foot skeleton, mm-hmm. and they also dress it for different holidays. I think that's fun, and I think these neighbors who have like filed complaints are a bunch of haters. They're so embarrassed. They should be ashamed of themselves. This is like a fun, whimsical thing in the neighborhood. Yeah. Who cares? Get over yourself. We're going to get a big Hawaiian shirt and maybe some sunglasses, she said. I mean, who doesn't want to see that? Who doesn't want to see a nine and a half foot tall werewolf wearing a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses? That's so fun. He's having fun. He's having fun in the summer sun. Yeah. (laughs) The werewolf, which Simmons named Paul, now has his own Facebook page with over (laughs) 2,000 followers. Simmons said neighbors have largely been welcoming of... Oh, wait, his name is Phil. Oh, okay. That I like that better. Phil. His name's Phil. It it was a typo earlier. Have been welcoming of Phil's presence in her yard, but at least one residence in her yard sent an anonymous complaint to the city of Dayton, which issued Simmons a warning. City officials said they have no plans to further enforce the werewolf's removal at this time. Simmons said she plans to keep Phil in her yard and she has taken measures to ensure his presence is safe for the neighbors. I don't want somebody walking by and his head falls off hitting them. I try to treat people like I want to be treated and I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Anyway, do you want to see a picture of Phil? I like that they're acting like they're scared it's going to hurt someone. That's not why. That's not why. They think it's an eyesore and it's like ruining their little suburbia. But I think it's cool. Okay, here's like a video you can see. Like, He's huge. Oh, he's that's cur- just his crotch. He's currently... He's for Patreon. He's Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. First of all... To be honest, it looks really big when you're seeing it up close, but from the street, it's really not that big of a deal. He's, it's not like a weird color or anything. It's, it's like kind of blends in. It's just a werewolf. I think it's cool. I don't. I think have it's a fun. With Look it. at him. Here's a still. 
Oh my God. It's so funny. Cause it's just in front of like a regular old sort of McMansion type house. Yeah. And it's just this huge werewolf and he's going, he's got the arms out like he's about to pounce. I love it. I, I love it. I would I not, I cool. would not complain. No. Anyway, that's all my news stories for this week. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money, and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates, go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Desi, I saw a new movie this week, week mm-hmm. a couple days ago. Uh, yes, I am biased. It is starring my boyfriend, Brendan. And it is called God is a Bullet. It's a new Nick Cassavetes movie with Jamie Lannister. (laughs) He will always be Jamie Lannister to me. January Jones, Micah Monroe, 
Jamie Foxx, among many others. It is a stacked cast, and it is very violent and very over the top, and the performances in it are great. Yeah. And I loved it. I thought it was a great, great time. I had a great time watching it. So I recommend it. I think you would like it. And you said it's in theaters now? It's going to be in theaters tomorrow, Friday. So go see the movie at a theater near near you. And if you if you like a, it's like it's like an action movie. It's a horror movie. It's a revenge movie. It's a drama. It's got it all. Cool. It's got weird cult stuff. Ooh. Really good kill scenes. And this is the one he filmed in Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they filmed it in Mexico. So we heard about the good food. We heard about the good food when he was down there for like three months Mm. shooting this movie. Yeah, that was good. And he had to get, um, because he has full tattoos in this movie, Mm -hmm. because all the cult members, they have like face tattoos, (gasps) and they're covered in tattoos, and they're real like gnarly looking. So Brendan had to sit in a chair, like a makeup chair, for three hours every day, getting these face tattoos and these body tattoos. That seems so time consuming. Like, yeah, I couldn't. That'd be hard. Yeah, I always feel like so bad when people have to sit for makeup, like prosthetics. Yeah, he also had prosthetic ears because (sighs) he has in the movie these huge gauges. Oh my god, like those earrings. Yes. So we had to, I guess, had these prosthetic ears put on. With the big lobe. The big lobes, because they were giant. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, But it's really good. It's really like cool looking. The costumes are really cool. This like scenery is cool. Nice. I think you'll like it. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. And you can be honest with me. I will come back with my review. (laughs) The honest (laughs) review. I just think it's a kind of movie you would like. No, it sounds like that type of movie. Because like. it's basically the premise is that, um, like, Nicola Coster, while wow, I can't pronounce his name, this is so bad. Jamie Lannister, yeah, he's he he his daughter has been kidnapped Ooh. by this ruthless cult. Yeah, and there he has to infiltrate the cult. To get her back. I love a cult. Yeah. I like cult movies or cult documentaries, all cults. Yeah. This is like very, and they're very violent. Yeah. They're very violent and very scary. And Brendan's in the cult. And Brendan's a cult member. And he's scary. And he, oh, he has a grill too. He's (gasps) got gold teeth. They were like, let's just add one more thing. He's got, (laughs) he's got, he's got a leather cap. He's got like this weird little like aviator cap. That he wears. We got to make sure everyone knows he's not a great guy. (laughs) He's just, yeah, he's got, he has so many accessories in this movie. It's incredible. He didn't listen to the Deanna Vreeland quote about taking off one accessory. I think it's Coco. I always hear both. So sometimes I just switch it up and say her. Because every time I say Coco, everyone's like, no, it's not. It's Vreeland. Well, I like Vreeland better than Coco anyway. So So let's just give it to her. Let's give it to her. No, um, he didn't because he also has an extreme haircut in the movie. Oh my God. So he just, there's like a lot going on with this look. Yeah. I mean, people look like that. Some people. Yeah. It's not like not happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just funny. Like, yeah, it's great. There's this guy, 
this actor, Jonathan Tucker, in it, and he plays um, this drug dealer, and his performance is so funny. It's so good. Like, I was laughing really hard. Because there are obviously, like, moments of levity in the movie, but it is very, very dark. Um, I think you'll like it. Um, I haven't seen anything, but I... I do have access now to Fast, the latest Fast and Furious movie, but I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's absolutely stupid, ridiculous, which they all kind of are, well, that's but right this is supposedly alley. even more, so I'm excited to watch it. And then there's also, um, someone sent me a link to a um, new Gerard Butler movie, Ooh. Uh, and it's <laughs> set in Afghanistan. I think it's called Kandahar. Mm. Which I loved Gerard. You know, it's a good Gerard Butler movie where it's just like plain Kandahar. Yeah. And it's totally one of those ones where he's going in, he's ex-CIA or whatever, but he's pulled back in to save someone out of the middle of Kandahar during like war times or whatever. It's like one of those movies, which I like. I mean, we love that's very, um, what was that show we watched with Claire Danes? What the hell was that show? Homeland. Homeland. It sounds like it's like a Homeland episode, basically. Yeah. The whole plot of it. So I'm excited to watch it. And I still want to watch The Pope's Exorcist. I haven't gotten to it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get to that. (laughs) I did get excited because I saw there's a new um, Russell Crowe. I guess it's a Marvel movie and he's in it with another accent. We love, I love at least, Russell Crowe doing a bad accent. Same. And selling it 100 fucking percent. By the way, speaking of Gerard, I watched Greenland, not Greenland, Geostorm. Oh, you did? (laughs) And I like literally five minutes into this movie, I'm like, oh, I've seen this. But we both watched it again anyway. (laughs) I was like, oh, I did see I did see Geostorm. And I probably talked about it on a mini episode, too. That's what's so funny about it. But like I just watched we just watched and we had a blast rewatching it. It's a it's fucking fun. Like it's yeah. so stupid. And it's honestly, so I'm down with stupid science movies. Mm. I love stupid science that doesn't make sense. What do I know? It could be yeah. real. <laughs> I don't need some fucking jackass telling me it's not possible. Yeah. Anything's possible. <laughs> I know. I'm running out of I'm running out of these movies to watch because I watch so much incomprehensible sci-fi movies. Yes. And I do like a lot lots of different kinds of sci-fi. I guess a transitioning into the next thing I watched was binging all of season six Black Mirror in one one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that that dropped. It's an interest. It's good. It's still really good. My favorite episode of season six is episode two. I think you'll like it. It's really creepy. Mm-hmm. But they took a kind of different approach. A lot of the episodes take place in the past. Oh, interesting. Or at least three of them do. Three out of five. Okay. That's so a big like, chunk. Yeah, like episode three, which is the one with Josh Hartnett and Aaron Paul, it takes place in 1969, but they have technology that obviously is like we didn't have, right. still don't have, but it's like they're two like astronauts. Ooh. So. That's, pro- that's probably why I kept seeing tweets about Josh Hartnett. Yeah. He's really good in this. Um. Someone was tweeting, they're like, what happened? Where where did he go? And I was like, I think he had like some addiction issues or something. Did right? he? Yeah. Because it really was sad. after. Yeah. I think that's why he kind of disappeared is for that a while. True? 
I mean, you think that's far-fetched? I just never heard that. Uh, I'm like almost 100% sure that that is true. Oh, that's really sad. Um, but he's really great in this. And then he had started coming back with like the Hunger Games I think he was in. Mm. Yes, because he looked really hot in that. He's still really hot. He's a good looking guy. Yeah. Like he's always been hot, but he's oh, still you, hot. Oh, you know who I was? I, I, he wasn't in Hunger Games. I was thinking of Wes Bentley. I always confuse oh. them. <laughs> Remember they were kind of around the same time when they got big. Yeah, late 90s. Wes Bentley is hot too though. Yeah, he was in American Beauty. He's, yeah. He's the bad guy. He's the guy in American Beauty, right. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a while. I guess yeah. it's kind of hard to watch now. <laughs> I totally, <laughs> I loved that movie when it came out. That was one of those movies... I also liked it. I love Annette Benning, and um, people really have turned on that movie. And it's not just because of Kevin Spacey. No, but people have like, it's one of those movies that people are like scoff at and they're like, why would anyone like this? Like everyone was sucking this movie's dick in 1999 when it came out. Don't pretend you didn't love this movie in 99. It like was nominated for an Oscar. Did it win the Oscar? I don't think so. It did. It won Best Picture. It won Best Picture. Don't act like it wasn't a popular movie for a reason. And yes, Best Picture winners can be shitty movies. That We've seen it happen before. But sort of like, it, it just felt like it was like, I don't know. I thought it was a good movie. I'm just very curious why, now I'm like, was Wes Bentley the one with the addiction? I'm sorry. Don't listen to me. Um, I don't know why this movie in particular, though, has... It's like worst Best Picture winner ever. Like that type of stuff I disagree. I'll see. I disagree, too. I think too. there's way, West, way, way, West, way, West, <laughs> way worse Best Picture winners. I just don't think it was a bad movie. I and mean, I'm curious... I'm always curious where things like that sort of take hold. Right? I mean, the movie did become sort of like a parody of itself, almost just with all of the sort of just aspects of it where people like it became so like parodied I guess yes but that you can't help that I guess the movie can't help that sort of like how Blair Witch product product (laughs) project people lampooned that movie so much because it was so popular right it becomes it becomes sort of like a joke joke like even you could say Forrest Gump like a lot of movies that get so big yeah. sort of become pop culture um, memes and, and sort of references. By the way, Blair Witch Project still holds up and is an excellent movie. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time, but I did see it at the Angelica in Manhattan when it came, when it came out. out. Yeah. And it was scary. I saw it at the Northgate Mall when it came out. I liked it. I loved it. It was so fucking huge. Like that was such a viral campaign like one of the earliest versions of something like that it was so like that campaign for that movie was so like ahead of the time ahead of its time oh yeah because it was like don't tell anybody like you know what i mean it was like this kind of like is it real yeah because it's this indie production that was made for like two dollars and with completely unknown actors yes and like and found footage movies although found footage movies had existed before then they were not known by like most people yeah. as a genre so no, it was just it sort of launched it thing. into a bigger you know yeah. known thing i yeah. think no i definitely remember that campaign being like we got to go like, well i thought it was real oh you did well for a second and then i cause i was i was also 13 but i did think i was like is this real like does this it does really seem happen? so real yeah when you're watching it yeah it's very 
it's like handheld, which yeah. was also kind of new yeah. at that time. Um, no, that's very funny, but I haven't seen it since then. It's so good. It's kind of like, I don't know if it's like, it doesn't seem like a rewatch movie to me really. Cause it was like the experience I think of the first time, but maybe it is. It's creepy. Yeah. I haven't rewatched it in a while, but I still love that movie. I think it's great. Um, wow. That was a tangent. I don't know what else I saw this week. I'm still watching Silo, which is good. Oh, I the haven't last, started that. The last episode this week was a banger. It sucks. I, you're lucky you can binge it. Right. Because there's like eight episodes or seven episodes. And it's, it's interesting. It's good. It's a good show. I've heard it's good. I just haven't started. I always forget to Apple TV. Because it's on Apple, right? It's on Apple. There, I watched another Apple TV show that was a star-studded, it's like a mini-series called Extrapolations. Oh, I think I saw a commercial for that. And it came out recently, and it's sort of, it's like a climate change oh. mini-series, but it's like with all of these, like there's so many famous people in it. Meryl Streep's in oh. it. Debbie Diggs in it. Who? Debbie Diggs. Oh. He was like, he's like, was in Hamilton. Oh, okay. He plays a rabbi. Um, who else is... I mean, it's like incredibly star-studded. Right. Like, it's crazy. Sienna Miller's in it. Oh. She plays Meryl Streep's daughter. Really? It's... I'm not even like who... Oh, Matthew Reese from The Americans. Oh, yeah. Like He's in it. Perry Mason. Perry Mason is in it. Uh, Heather Graham is in it. <gasps> I'm like missing all these people. Well, I mean, that's a lot right there. Forrest Whitaker. Love him. Toby Maguire. Whoa. Wait, is it Toby <laughs> Maguire? It's a lot of people. Anyway, um, so Marianne Cotillard. 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 Yeah. She's in it. A lot of people are in it. But it was like a mini, oh, and Jon Snow. It was a mini series about the future. And what's going to happen. And what's going to happen with the devastating effects of climate change. So it's really depressing. Mm. But it's interesting. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll watch it. I think if I remember to click on that app. It's a good show to watch late at night when you're falling asleep and wondering like, oh, are the oceans going to (laughs) boil? Should I even bother? (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? No, I haven't really watched anything other than reality TV. I'm just like busy and I can't... So I just watch stupid stuff I don't really have to pay attention to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would like to get some good shows. Um, although I, I I might try to read. I have some books. Mm. So maybe I'll do that. The problem is Maybe you'll eyes. read a book. Yeah, maybe I'll read a fucking book. Who knows? Instead of uh, a bunch of tweets. Yeah. <laughs> Recap <laughs> articles. <laughs> No, I I do have some good books, so I'm going to read probably read those and see how that goes. The problem is TV works for me at night where a book doesn't work for me late at night. Yeah. Cuz I'm too tired to read and I'll literally fall asleep in 5 seconds if I start reading. I do the puzzle right before bed. The puzzle? The Times crossword puzzle? Oh, yeah, I don't care about. I I hate those. I really do. You <laughs> I've decided that I don't like them. Why? I don't know. They're boring. They help me fall asleep. I guess I have other things to help me. I'll, also, I'm just like so sick of everyone posting. They're like, oh, I got it in 12 minutes. It's like, I don't care. 
<laughs> so many people post that now. I don't even have the timer on my puzzle because I don't care what my time is. Don't you think that's annoying when people post their times? It's like, save it for your group chat. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know why. Damn. I'm, well, because it's like happens to be a few people that annoy me too. So that's okay. what it really is. Yeah, that's what it's really about. So it's kind of like... That's a bad quality. Mm. Um, Not all. I people, don't care about your spelling bees either. I don't. The spelling bee is really funny to me. But I, <laughs> I've played the, I've done the times puzzle for a very long time. But I don't time myself because I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't care. And I want. I want to say I'm actually very good at those. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. I'm like people always ask me when they need help, like if I'm on a vacation. Yeah. I'm always good. I know all this. I fucking know so many stupid facts. Yeah. But I just don't enjoy it. And I finally accepted that I don't enjoy it because I used to pay for the fucking subscription. Yeah. You know, you have to pay for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, I reading does put me to sleep fast because mm. my eyes get me tired. too. Me yeah. too. Like how many times do I take a a really big nap while I'm researching for a show. <laughs> Cause like I'll be reading, I'll be reading this book like tombstone. When I was reading that tombstone book, I took so many naps, like an hour into re- like I would have to, like it took me so long to read the book. Cause I would take fall asleep. Yeah. I literally have to read in the middle of the day. Cause yeah. I don't nap, but like, so I can do that. No, made me tired but it's enough like, to nap. I mean, maybe it would make me nap. Who the fuck knows? But yeah. I, I just like, so that's why, Stupid TV works the best for me at night. Yeah. Because I like I like to not fall asleep. I do like to be awake and not doing anything for a bit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to be awake, relaxed mm. too, not just sleeping. Um, so anyway, I do have a few books um that I'm gonna plan on reading. So I'm excited for that. What'd you eat? Eating <sighs> I don't think I have anything interesting. We what? No. no. No, I don't have anything. What? No. I'm kind of planning some things. I fall I started following this really great new chef and I'm really excited to maybe make some of her stuff. Her name is Millie Peartree and she does pear a tree. That's right. Like a partridge in a pear tree. Yep. Uh and she does a lot of um I I, I noticed her this month cuz someone was sharing one of her recipes for Juneteenth. So she does a lot of um, soul food. Mm. She does like uh, Creole, all that kind of stuff. Um, this was a cake for Juneteenth that was a strawberry crunch cake. Yeah, That looks so fucking good. It was kind of based on those strawberry um, shortcake popsicle. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. was um, a pink cake with like a whipped cream. And then she made this crumble crunch on top that was like Oreos with strawberry filling. So the white, the the vanilla Oreos. Yes, with the um, with the Biscoff cookies Ooh. and the strawberry wafer cookies, Ooh. and then she crumbled them all together, and that goes on top. And it just looked so good, and like all of her recipes just look really good. So I'm definitely gonna plan on making a meal of hers when I'm up north. Cool. Because uh, I love that type of food and all of her stuff looks super fucking good. I want to follow her. Yeah, she's Millie great. Millie Peartree. Millie Peartree. She also has recipes on New York Times cooking if you have a subscription to that, which I do because I love it. Um, but yeah, her food all looks so good. There's like some, some of the recipes are also really old school Southern, which I love. Yeah. So I'm excited I found her. How do you spell her first name? I think oh, it's there she M-I-L- is, Chef Millie Pear Tree. Yes, M I L L I E. Mm-hmm. Pear Tree. 
Yeah. Cute so, name. Is she has such a great name. Oh my God, the best. For especially for her style. She's this old fashioned cooking. She's pretty. Oh yeah. She has like some posts too about with her like working out and like she's really cute. I love her. I'm yeah. like such a good find. Ooh. I know. Doesn't her stuff look I was like Oh my mm. God, like everything. Even her salads look good. I want to make this the twist on a traditional pound cake taste oh, yeah, I've seen ordinary, <laughs> but it turns into something extraordinary, making the longtime favorite taste like a buttery, nutty, maple glazed donut. Yeah. Ooh. She had some kind of sour cream coffee cake too with a <gasps> pecan swirl inside. I mean, it looked so freaking good. This I scrolled back play. literally like a year. There's like spoon bread. It's like all my favorite foods, like for sure. I like I like these recipes. Yeah, they look so good. I know everything looks good, even the vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> even the vegetables look enticing for sure. Ooh, look at this pineapple upside down cake. Yeah, it's so pretty. She does really classic recipes, which I love. That's what I like. Yeah. I love a I love a updated classic recipe. Also, it kind of like I like when a chef makes things that look home cooked. Mm. They're not like too elevated. Yeah. It's like really, it's updated and delicious. And gourmet. But it looks like your friend who's a really great chef made it for you, which I love. Because it's accessible. Yeah. Because it's accessible because it's not overly um, staged and overly perfect. It These are the kinds of meals I want to make. Yes. There was also a really good looking caramel cake. <laughs> God. I'm so hungry right so, now. So yeah, I was looking. I've been looking at her recipes. I really want to make some of them. And then there's this other good chef I found on Instagram. Her site is called The Original Dish, and her mm. recipes look incredible. She had like the zucchini almond salad that looked really good. And everyone's coming out with their watermelon salads. And I found a really good update to the classic that had pistachios added to it. Whoa! And I was like, I already sent it to my nieces. I was like, we have to make this one. And they're like, you made this before. I was like, no, but this one has pistachios. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Um, I need to, uh, I need to follow her and I need to, to make some of these recipes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I made banana bread this week. Oh, classic. I had I had three brown bananas. That is the basis for every banana bread. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to waste them, and I also had sour cream in my fridge, oh. so I had to use that. Yeah, I had to use it. I'm like, well, what goes? What what those what? two make banana bread? You gotta. Uh, I don't like to be wasteful with food. Oh, I always make banana bread if it's there. Yeah. I'll try to freeze... If I can freeze my bananas before they get too brown, I will. I put them in a smoothie. For a smoothie. But once they're brown, you can't freeze them anymore because they're too mush. They're too mush. It's like too banana, but that's perfect for banana bread. So yeah, I always make a banana bread. I always got... I always got stuff to make banana bread. Yeah. You always have that stuff. Anyway, that's like the most exciting thing I ate. Yeah. Well, we'll hopefully have some more summer uh, excitement yeah. as far as food goes. Yeah, I haven't. Ha- I haven't had my annual watermelon feta mint salad. Which I can't I make wait every for, year. I cannot wait for watermelon. I love watermelon. Me too. In so. all forms. Yeah, it's so. But that salad is killer. So I'm excited to try this little update with pistachios. Oh man, that's so interesting. It looked so beautiful. It might wow. have been Millie. I can't remember. 
No, hers um, had cucumbers. Oh, in was it. her the cucumber Millie had ones? cucumbers. She. I watched a video of hers with one. It looked really good. Yeah, I. I, I want to try some updates because I'm going to do a lot of salads coming up. Mm. I have two salad cookbooks I bought in December, just to like force myself to eat more vegetables in great ways. Yeah, because I love salad. I do, but I get bored because I. It's hard to make salad. It's yeah. a lot of chopping. <laughs> and you got to get good vegetables and fruit. But I will be by a farm stand soon. Yeah. So I'll do my little walks to the farm stand and be really Martha. Mm. So I'm going to bring my salad cookbooks and I will keep you guys updated. Nice. Anyway. That's it. I think that's it. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.